Welcome back to the True Thoughts Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Ashley Noel, and unlike last week, I will not have a co-host today. I want to say a special thank you to everyone who's tuning in for the second ever True Thoughts Podcast episode. Thank you so much. That must mean you really like me. Or you don't. I don't really care. But I did find it odd that my first episode was just a random Q&A. So I decided to take about five minutes today to tell you a little background about who I am and what the True Thoughts podcast is all about. And if you heard a little meow in the background, it's because I got my cat here with me. She's being a dick. Go away. So jumping into my past for a hot minute, I grew up on a farm outside of Terrell, Texas. And once I turned 18, I moved to Dallas to pursue a higher education. I wanted to be in the medical field. So my first five years of college was dedicated to that. But since obtaining some real-world experience, I decided to go after communication and technology instead. So I'm now attending UNT Dallas for that degree, specializing in sports broadcasting. As for this podcast, I wanted to create a space where myself and other guests can discuss whatever we want while giving our honest opinions. These days, I find that people are a bit too sensitive about certain topics, and if you try to voice your opinion, you're either attacked or brushed off. I want the True Thoughts podcast to broadcast those unique app options and maybe even shed a little light on ideals that typically get swept under the rug. I'm not saying that every episode is going to be about like social injustice within our community or bullshit that the president is doing. We'll also get stupid sometimes if we ever decide to talk about, you know, con- conspiracy theories or aliens, you know, stuff like that. The point is, everything that we discuss will have an open, honest, non-scripted response. That's all I got for you today, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, this is Ashley Noel, and I hope you all have a fantastic week. Stay warm, and hopefully I'll be able to talk to you again before Thanksgiving. Later! to another episode of the True Thoughts Podcast. I am your hostess with the mostest, Ashley Noel. And today I have the most lovely co-host with me, Corey Noel. Yes, that's me. <laughs> I'm related to this girl. Yes, related. You could just say, like, you're my husband, but whatever. <laughs> um, uh, I, detail. Yeah, minor. I chose him as my co-host today because of the topic we're going to be discussing. He's a very logical person, and he loves to research things and make sure that what he's, you know, reading about or what he's learning is actually true. So I want to say thanks again to those who are listening to today's ramblings, but I promise that it will be a good one because we are diving into the mysterious, dark stories of conspiracy theories. As you can guess from that little interlude, our first topic is going to be about visitors from outer space. So, do you believe in aliens? You already know that I don't. I know, but they don't, and I have to ask. Damn it. Even though I watch all the movies, I don't believe in them. Okay, well, how... Okay, well, I don't understand how you can't believe... Okay, better put, do you believe in extraterrestrials? I... I'm not saying I don't believe in aliens. I don't believe that they've ever been here or that they're ever coming here. Okay, but you have to admit that 
in this vast galaxy of ours, we are not the only intelligent life forms in the entire galaxy. You have to admit that. Probably not. Ugh. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to discuss uh, one particular incident that everyone should know about, um, which is the Roswell, New Mexico visitation, or I don't even know, however you want to say that. Supposed visitation. Supposed visitation. So, in case you don't know the details, in the summer of 1947, a rancher discovered unidentifiable debris in his pasture outside of Roswell, New Mexico. Um, Officials from the local Air Force base said that it was like a crashed weather balloon. And in the next day, a newspaper article went out saying, RAAF captures flying saucer on ranch in Roswell region. And the very next day after that, the Air Force official claimed that the alleged flying saucer was only a crashed weather balloon. And so the people who actually saw the debris or the photographs of it were convinced that it was not a weather balloon. And they still believe to this day that the crashed vehicles had not come from like Earth at all. They argued that the debris in the field must have come from an alien spaceship. And so everyone's boasting about all these photos. So I went to La Google and found these photos and we're looking at them now. That does not look like an alien spaceship. (laughs) That looks like a weather balloon. It did in 1947, apparently. I mean, apparently, and like, I remember reading about more details about the photo, how it was like, oh, metal rods, and stiff materials, and I'm looking at this. <laughs> Do most people even know what a weather balloon looks like? So how would they even know the difference? I... I've seen more flying saucers than I've seen weather balloons. I mean, to th- <laughs> for someone to think that this flimsy-ass material <laughs> was part of a spaceship, I'm just like... Okay, I get it. It was the 40s. You might have been doing some drugs, but come on. In the 60s. And drugs have always been around. They have always been around. Come on. <laughs> That's not one of our topics. And whatever it should be. Conspiracy. <laughs> but these pictures just look so dumb. And it's like, how can you... Oh, whatever. Anyway. So soon after the incident, the Air Force conducted a series of secret dummy drops over the air bases um, and the the empty fields across New Mexico. And these experiments were meant to test ways a pilot could survive falls from high altitude. And they utilized dummies that suspiciously looked like extraterrestrials. Um, and And then the Air Force would then practice extracting the fallen remains and dummies. This led to even more suspicions rising that the government was covering up the truth about Roswell Landing by using these dummy drops. These people were convinced that the dummies were actually aliens who were being kidnapped and experimented on by government scientists. And now that's another photo I looked up, but it it looked like an alien. But at the same time, I have to think, granted, especially like today with who's in the White House, the government is not stupid enough to drop a dead alien that they experimented on in an empty field and then practice retrieving it. That's just, to think that they would do that is just, oh God, I hope not, because that just, uh, have, I don't have faith in the government. If, if they, they were going to do it, they wouldn't do it where anybody else could find it. Exactly. Or see it. I just, I don't follow that because 
if the government has these aliens, you know, like I said, why would they do the dummy drops? Why would they risk that exposure? I think they use these dummy drops to supplement the original crash that occurred, which like stirred the public to begin with. Like, okay, so the alien crashed. Oh shit, we gotta actually pretend like we're doing these practice drops. And then that's when they start doing it. That's the only way I could see that fitting in to make it seem like a conspiracy theory. Well, and if these beings are technologically advanced enough to make it all the way here, why are they crashing? Exactly. <laughs> I think that if they made it this hundreds of millions of miles, I think they wouldn't crash. They're not used to our oxygen. Or get captured. <laughs> They're not used to our atmosphere. <laughs> Unless maybe it was a suicide mission, that's why. That would make more sense. Depression is real, y'all. Aliens can get <laughs> depressed. Um, to wrap up this theory... You know, I do believe that aliens exist, but I don't think they want anything to do with us except for experiments because we're not that smart. <laughs> so why would they need us? Yeah, they're not going to come here to, to for us to experiment on them. It's going to be going to be around. <laughs> exactly. Moving on to our next theory, it's still space related, and this is whether or not the moon landing actually happened. Now, I think this is just utterly ridiculous to say that one of the biggest events in our country's history is a hoax just completely blows my mind <laughs> and after as she was doing that introduction about me being so logical and everything i was thinking about when we got to this topic because for some reason i think this is actually possible that we never <laughs> landed on the moon mainly because i know how horrible our technology was back then so i'm thinking we could barely even have flights and drive across country so how are we going to the moon so we all know that the moon landing took place on july 20th 1969 which is when we immortalized the quote it all started with president kennedy's challenge to put a man on the moon before the era of the 1960s was over um so on July 20th, 1969, Apollo 11 astronauts Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and Michael Collins met the challenge by being the first humans to walk on the moon. Um, and I, growing up, you know, you're told this story and whatnot, and it's one thing to hear it, but to actually be there to experience it, I'm not saying I was alive. <laughs> in 1969 but Corey and I we actually took a trip to Houston and when we were there we visited NASA which, which is um what what was the room called oh mission control mission or... control yeah it that got was to sit in the room where they launched the Apollo I cried a little bit and he doesn't want to admit it but he got a little teary-eyed <laughs> a tear didn't roll down his face but I saw that shit about the break it was a very emotional moment and it was so weird for that to be emotional like that but um I mean, I guess that's, that's just something you have to experience. But um, anyway, so the theories behind the moon landing were that it was faked by NASA um, and the American government as part of the Cold War to raise national pride and one of the arch rival Soviet Union, which landed in, which actually landed an unmanned craft called the Luna 2 on um, the moon on September 13th, 1959. So 10 years before we got there, the Russians landed um, the Luna 2 mission on the moon. Um, and so that's really why, 
you know, America, or not America, but the president was like, oh, we need to be the first. It's the space race. We need to get to the moon. I can't do the Kennedy impersonation. I'm sorry. I'm, I can't. I can only do like an Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonation. Anyway, an early promoter of this conspiracy was um, actually Fox Television Network, because you know they're so reliable on their information, which aired, uh, they aired a documentary style film in 2001 called Conspiracy Theory, Did We Land on the Moon? And this film presented so-called evidence of deception, including photos showing no stars in the lunar sky and the American flag so-called rippling on the moon, despite the fact that there's no air or wind. And so that's what pe- that's mainly what people freaked out about was the flag, but you have to, you have to you have to think about it in a scientific point of view. When you're up in space, there's no oxygen, there's no air, there's no wind. That means you literally have to morph objects. In, in order to just like un, unfrail like the flag. So like they had to roll open the flag, put it on the pole. And so, yeah, like when you're moving things, it would move into one position, it would stop. It would move into a different position and it would stop. So it's not gonna be like perfect, crisp, like straight ironed out, no wrinkles. I mean, it's gonna have like bends and creases. And people just thought, oh, that that's the wind. Oh my God. So we couldn't have color TV, but we could have someone on the moon in 1969. Science. <laughs> but no, I guess the fact that the Soviets also had landed crafts on the moon and we landed crafts on the moon makes it a little more plausible because if the crafts could get there, then obviously people could get there. Exactly. So unless you're disputing that anything has ever been on the moon, man-made ever, then I don't see how you could think that this never happened. Exactly. And we're looking at a photo right now that they're talking about there are no stars in the sky. And... This would honestly make me think that it was fake. I mean, that's kind of weird that there are no stars. And so I did some research on that. And apparently, so the astronauts, once they were in space, in order to take appropriate, in order to take good photos, they had to use a fast exposure time, um, which gave them a good picture of the bright earth or the lunar surface, but it also meant there would be no stars in the picture. Um, because they're kind of dim. And so when you're taking a photo that's fast exposure, it's not going to capture a bunch of different light. Um, it's good to give a good quality photograph in kind of like a dark setting. So it's not going to show those little bits of stars. I mean, take your cell phone out later tonight and go take a picture of the sky. You're not going to see any stars. It's basically the same concept. Yeah, I mean, just I think the basic thing is just how bad the technology was then. The computers were the size of our homes, and uh, yeah. now we have so much more technology, and we haven't really made any much progress beyond landing on the moon. So I think that's what people don't understand, is how come we landed on the moon 50 years ago, and we really haven't done anything else since then that's that significant. Yes, defend the crazy. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> But another reason people thought it was fake, um, a rumor that was going around was um, that the famous film director, uh, a famous film director of the time, Stanley Kubrick, was the creative mastermind behind the fake footage of the landing. Um, He was an American film director, screenwriter, and producer, and he's actually still frequently cited as one of the greatest and most influential um, directors in cinematic history. And what made people... I mean, so originally when the conspiracy theory first came out, they thought he had done it. Okay, whatever. But in more recent years, in 2015, a video was published showing Kubrick confessing to have helped NASA 
fake the Apollo program moon landings, but that video was proven to be a hoax. But nevertheless, it still caused people to question the moon landing yet again and to just kind of dig up all that stuff. So to an extent, I can see why people would think it's a hoax, but to me, I, just, I can't jump on that runaway train. Well, if I had to choose, I would obviously say that we've been to the moon mainly because it would be impossible to keep everyone quiet for this long. Somebody would have come out and said, oh yeah, that wasn't real. We didn't do it. But I do find it especially odd that in spite of all our technological advancements, we still can't make it to Mars or Venus 50 years later. Our cell phones are fancier technology than the computers they used to get to the moon. So we should have a colony on the planet by now with that, uh, with that technology. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. And for our final conspiracy theory, we save the best, or I guess you could say it's the worst for last. It is the JFK assassination. For the longest time, actually, I didn't know this was a conspiracy theory, but apparently um, the results of a, sur of a survey conducted in t um, 2013, 51% of Americans believe that there was a conspiracy behind the assassination of President Kennedy and who was really behind it all. Well, I actually read a stat that said that's the lowest that number's ever been. It used to be like 70, 80% of people thought uh, it was a conspiracy. But basically, obviously, everybody knows the background, but President John F. Kennedy was assassinated on November 22nd, 1963, here in Dallas, while riding in a presidential motorcade. Lee Harvey Oswald, who was a former Marine, was charged with the killing, and then he was shot two days later, before they were able to really get any information from him in the interrogation. And they did some several reports on it over the last 40, 50 years, but the Warren Commission was the most famous one, and it came out and said that Oswald acted alone in killing him and that the guy who killed Oswald, which was Jack Ruby, acted alone in killing him, so... What was his reasoning behind killing him? Did you...? No, they didn't. I mean, that was... He died in prison, so they he didn't get... Most of that information didn't get out either, but that's the problem with... Uh, that's why people find all that so suspicious. Like, people don't just kill people for no reason. Typically, there's got to be some kind of motivation. He died in prison? <laughs> was he shanked? And I don't... Uh, I think he was, was murdered. <laughs> we don't know. That's a, that's a later conspiracy theory. But yes, we've heard the most common conspiracy theories. Obviously, everybody knows about JFK. One being he didn't act alone in killing him. He was in, in conjunction with some organization like the CIA, the CIA or KGB or the mob. Or even some people even said Vice President LBJ because he wanted to be president. Mm. And there was that. And then the other one was that not only was he in conjunction with someone else, someone else actually shot JFK the same day, or shot at him at least. So both of those were the theories you're gonna hear the most. Yeah, I did hear about that, because I think I remember, I watched a documentary about it, um, you know, because Netflix is life, and it was about how the, ang the angular trajectory of the bullet did not match where he said he shot on the grassy knoll. Um, they said that the, the trajectory actually made it appear like the bullet came from like one of the higher up buildings and so that that to me and like um when you looked into this more saying that it was poorly investigated by the fbi and cia how the why the fuck would you like not go gun ho he was like noted as like one of the better presidents we've ever had <laughs> like what any president and he's the president i mean cool. why would you not go full out into this and make sure the appropriate 
perpetrator was caught. I mean, I get it. You want to appease the public and be like, oh, we got the killer. Even though we don't know he's the killer or not. Like, I get it. But, like, y'all well, suck the people, ass. If the people investigating it are responsible for it, of course you're not going to investigate it that hard. That's but, why. <gasps> but, yeah, then in 1979, a second committee found that he was likely assassinated through a conspiracy. But, of course, they basically just said that because they... They said it was the most likely outcome, but they had really no evidence to say that was the outcome. But the famous film shows his head being moved a different direction than the bullet came from, which doesn't make any sense. Yes. Um, that threw me off so bad, too. You know why? It's because he knew about the aliens, <laughs> and they wanted to kill him for it. <laughs> they, didn't want, they didn't want him to send a second uh, craft to the moon. Exactly. He knew too much. They discovered aliens when they were on the moon. But yes, the... Most people say they heard four shots, and the video kind of shows four shots. So, supposedly Oswald only had time to shoot three, or only did shoot three. So that's the big selling point of that: is that there couldn't have been just one shooter if four shots were fired. Well, and he was a marksman, but he had low, low. Uh, I was gonna say low marks as a marksman. <laughs> so he didn't, uh, he, that would have been hard to do, especially in a moving target. And obviously, after one shot, everything turns to chaos. So I would think that it would be a lot harder to keep your composure after one, much less after three shots. Exactly. But yeah, there was a famous movie that came out in the 90s called JFK, and that kind of made this all these conspiracy theories come out even more to the forefront. People started talking about them all again. And it's, I don't think anybody's ever going to know the exact, uh, the exact motivation behind it or any of that. So... It's one of those theories we'll never know the true answer to because everybody involved is, is gone, so. If one of my listeners is the FBI or CIA, don't come after me, please. <laughs> I love you dearly, and I love this country, even though I hate the fucking president. Anyway, that about wraps up our time here on the True Thoughts Podcast. I want to say thank you to everyone who listened today, and Corey and I hope you all have a, a very happy Thanksgiving. Until next time, I'm your host, Ashley Noah, and my co-host, Corey Noah. Thanks for having me on. It was a lot of fun. Bye. Welcome one and all to another episode of the True Thoughts Podcast. I am your hostess with the most is Ashley Noel. And today I have the most lovely co-host with me, Corey Noel. Yes, that's me. I'm related <laughs> to this girl. Yes, related. You could just say like you're my husband, but whatever. <laughs> Um, uh, minor I, detail. Yeah, minor. I chose him as my co-host today because of the topic we're going to be discussing. He's a very logical person, and he loves to research things and make sure that what he's you know reading about or what he's learning is actually true. So I want to say thanks again to those who are listening to today's ramblings, but I promise that it will be a good one because we are diving into the mysterious, dark stories of conspiracy theories. <laughs> As you can guess from that little interlude, our first topic is going to be about visitors from outer space. So, do you believe in aliens? You already know that I don't. I know, but they don't, and I have to ask. Damn it. <laughs> Even though I watch all the movies, I don't believe in them. Okay, well, how... Okay, well, I don't understand how you can't believe... Okay, better put, do you believe in extraterrestrials? I, I'm not saying I don't believe in aliens. I don't believe that they've ever been here or that they're ever coming here. Okay, but you have to admit that 
in this vast galaxy of ours, we are not the only intelligent life forms in the entire galaxy. You have to admit that. Probably not. Ugh. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, so we're going to discuss uh, one particular incident that everyone should know about, um, which is the Roswell, New Mexico visitation, or I don't even know, however you want to say that. Supposed visitation. Supposed visitation. So, in case you don't know the details, in the summer of 1947, a rancher discovered unidentifi unidentifiable debris in his pasture outside of Roswell, New Mexico. Um, officials from the local Air Force base said that it was like a crashed weather balloon and in the next day a newspaper article went out saying RAAF captures flying saucer on ranch in Roswell region and the very next day after that the Air Force official claimed that the alleged flying saucer was only a crashed weather balloon and so the people who actually saw the debris or the photographs of it were convinced that it was not a weather balloon and they still believe to this day that the crashed vehicles had not come from like earth at all they argued that the debris in the field must have come from an alien spaceship and so everyone's boasting about all these photos so i went to la google and found these photos and we're looking at them now that does not look like an alien spaceship <laughs> that looks like a weather balloon it did in 1947, apparently. I mean, apparently, and, like, I remember reading about more details about the photo, how it was, like, oh, metal rods and stiff materials, and I'm looking at this. <laughs> Do most people even know what a weather balloon looks like? So how would they even know the difference? I... I've seen more flying saucers than I've seen weather balloons. I mean, to... <laughs> For someone to think that this flimsy-ass material was part of a spaceship, I'm just like, okay, I get it. It was the 40s. You might have been doing some drugs, but come <laughs> on. In the 60s. And drugs were always been around. They have always been around. Come on. <laughs> That's not one of our topics. And whatever it should be. Conspiracy. <laughs> but these pictures just look so dumb. And it's like, how can you... Oh, whatever. Anyway. So, soon after the incident, the Air Force conducted a series of secret dummy drops over the air bases um, and the, the empty fields across New Mexico. And these experiments were meant to test ways a pilot could survive falls from high altitude. And they utilized dummies that suspiciously looked like extraterrestrials. Um, and, so, and then the Air Force would then practice extracting the fallen remains and dummies. This led to even more suspicions rising that the government was covering up the truth about Roswell landing by using these dummy drops. These people were convinced that the dummies were actually aliens who were being kidnapped and experimented on by government scientists. And now uh, that's another photo I looked up, but it, it looked like an alien. But at the same time, I have to think, granted especially like today with who's in the White House, the government is not stupid enough to drop a dead alien that they experimented on in an empty field and then practice retrieving it. That's just, to think that they would do that is just, oh God, I hope not, because that just, uh, have, I don't have faith in the government. If, if they, they were going to do it, they wouldn't do it where anybody else could find it. Exactly. Or see it. I just, I don't follow that because 
if the government has these aliens, you know, like I said, why would they do the dummy drops? Why would they risk that exposure? I think they use these dummy drops to supplement the original crash that occurred, which like stirred the public to begin with. Like, okay, so the alien crashed. Oh shit, we gotta actually pretend like we're doing these practice drops. And then that's when they start doing it. That's the only way I could see that fitting in to make it seem like a conspiracy theory. Well, and if these beings are technologically advanced enough to make it all the way here, why are they crashing? Exactly. <laughs> I think that if they made it this hundreds of millions of miles, I think they wouldn't crash. They're not used to our oxygen. Or get captured. <laughs> They're not used to our atmosphere. <laughs> Unless it maybe it was a suicide mission, that's why. That would make more sense. Depression is real, y'all. Aliens <laughs> can get depressed. Um, to wrap up this theory... You know, I do believe that aliens exist, but I don't think they want anything to do with us except for experiments because we're not that smart. <laughs> so why would they need us? Yeah, they're not going to come here to for us to experiment on them. It's going to be going to be around. <laughs> exactly. Moving on to our next theory, it's still space related, and this is whether or not the moon landing actually happened. Now, I think this is just utterly ridiculous to say that one of the biggest events in our country's history is a hoax just completely blows my mind <laughs> and after as she was doing that introduction about me being so logical and everything i was thinking about when we got to this topic because for some reason i think this is actually possible that we never <laughs> landed on the moon mainly because i know how horrible our technology was back then so i'm thinking we could barely even have flights and drive across country. So how are we going to the moon? So we all know that the moon landing took place on July 20th, 1969, which is when we immortalized the quote. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for It all started with President Kennedy's challenge to put a man on the moon before the era of the 1960s was over. Um, so on July 20th, 1969, Apollo 11 astronauts Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and Michael Collins met the challenge by being the first humans to walk on the moon. Um, and I, growing up, you know, you're told this story and whatnot, and it's one thing to hear it, but to actually be there to experience it, I'm not saying I was alive. <laughs> in 1969 but Corey and I we actually took a trip to Houston and when we were there we visited NASA which, which is um what what was the room called oh mission control mission control yeah it that got was to sit in the room where they launched the Apollo I cried a little bit and he doesn't want to admit it but he got a little teary-eyed <laughs> a tear didn't roll down his face but I saw that shit about the break it was a very emotional moment and it was so weird for that to be emotional like that but um I mean, I guess that's just, that's just something you have to experience. But um, anyway, so the theories behind the moon landing were that it was faked by NASA um, and the American government as part of the Cold War to raise national pride and one of the arch rival Soviet Union, which landed in, which actually landed an unmanned craft called the Luna 2 on um, the moon on September 13th, 1959. So 10 years before we got there, the Russians landed um, the Luna 2 mission on the moon. Um, and so that's really why, you know, America 
or not America, but the president was like, oh, we need to be the first. It's the space race. We need to get to the moon. I can't do a Kennedy impersonation. I'm sorry. I'm, I can't. I can only do like an Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonation. Anyway, an early promoter of this conspiracy was um, actually Fox Television Network, because you know they're so reliable on their information, which aired, uh, they aired a documentary style film in 2001 called Conspiracy Theory, Did We Land on the Moon? And this film presented so-called evidence of deception, including photos showing no stars in the lunar sky and the American flag so-called rippling on the moon, despite the fact that there's no air or wind. And so that's what pe- that's mainly what people freaked out about was the flag, but you have to, you have to you have to think about it in a scientific point of view. When you're up in space, there's no oxygen, there's no air, there's no wind. That means you literally have to morph objects. In, in order to just like un, unfrail like the flag so like they had to roll open the flag put it on the pole and so yeah like when you're moving things it would move into one position it would stop it would move into a different position and it would stop so it's not going to be like perfect crisp like straight ironed out no wrinkles i mean it's gonna have like bends and creases and people just thought oh that that's the wind oh my god so we couldn't have color TV, but we could have someone on the moon in 1969. Science. <laughs> but no, I guess the fact that the Soviets also had landed crafts on the moon and we landed crafts on the moon makes it a little more plausible because if the crafts could get there, then obviously people could get there. Exactly. So unless you're disputing that anything has ever been on the moon, man-made ever, then I don't see how you could think that this never happened. Exactly. And we're looking at a photo right now that they're talking about there are no stars in the sky. And... This would honestly make me think that it was fake. I mean, that's kind of weird that there are no stars. And so I did some research on that. And apparently, so the astronauts, once they were in space, in order to take appropriate, in order to take good photos, they had to use a fast exposure time, um, which gave them a good picture of the bright earth or the lunar surface, but it also meant there would be no stars in the picture. Um, because they're kind of dim. And so when you're taking a photo that's fast exposure, it's not going to capture a bunch of different light. Um, it's good to give a good quality photograph in kind of like a dark setting. So it's not going to show those little bits of stars. I mean, take your cell phone out later tonight and go take a picture of the sky. You're not going to see any stars. It's basically the same concept. Yeah, I mean, just I think the basic thing is just how bad the technology was then. The computers were the size of our homes, and uh, yeah. now we have so much more technology, and we haven't really made any much progress beyond landing on the moon. So I think that's what people don't understand, is how come we landed on the moon 50 years ago, and we really haven't done anything else since then that's that significant. Yes, defend the crazy. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> But another reason people thought it was fake, um, a rumor that was going around was um, that the famous film director, uh, a famous film director of the time, Stanley Kubrick, was the creative mastermind behind the fake footage of the landing. Um, He was an American film director, screenwriter, and producer, and he's actually still frequently cited as one of the greatest and most influential um, directors in cinematic history. And what made people... I mean, so originally when the conspiracy theory first came out, they thought he had done it. Okay, whatever. But in more recent years, in 2015, a video was published showing Kubrick confessing to have helped NASA fake the Apollo program moon landings. 
But that video was proven to be a hoax. But nevertheless, it still caused people to question the moon landing yet again and to just kind of dig up all that stuff. So to an extent, I can see why people would think it's a hoax, but to me, I, just, I can't jump on that runaway train. Well, if I had to choose, I would obviously say that we've been to the moon mainly because it would be impossible to keep everyone quiet for this long. Somebody would have come out and said, oh yeah, that wasn't real. We didn't do it. But I do find it especially odd that in spite of all our technological advancements, we still can't make it to Mars or Venus 50 years later. Our cell phones are fancier technology than the computers they used to get to the moon. So we should have a colony on the planet by now with that, uh, with that technology. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. And for our final conspiracy theory, we say the best, or I guess you could say it's the worst for last. It is the JFK assassination. For the longest time, actually, I didn't know this was a conspiracy theory, but apparently um, the results of a, sur of a survey conducted in t um, 2013, 51% of Americans believe that there was a conspiracy behind the assassination of President Kennedy. And who was really behind it all? Well, I actually read a stat that said that's the lowest that number's ever been. It used to be like 70, 80% of people thought uh. it was a conspiracy. But basically, obviously everybody knows the background, but President John F. Kennedy was assassinated on November 22, 1963, here in Dallas, while riding in a presidential motorcade. Lee Harvey Oswald, who was a former Marine, was charged with the killing, and then he was shot two days later, before they were able to really get any information from him in the interrogation. And they did some several reports on it over the last 40, 50 years, but the Warren Commission was the most famous one, and it came out and said that Oswald acted alone in killing him and that the guy who killed Oswald, which was Jack Ruby, acted alone in killing him, so. What was his reasoning behind killing him? Did you? No, they didn't, I mean, that was, he died in prison, so they, he didn't get, most of that information didn't get out either, but that's the problem with, uh, that's why people find all that so suspicious, like, people don't just kill people for no reason, typically there's gotta be some kind of motivation. He died in prison? <laughs> was he shamed? I don't, uh, I don't remember. I he think was, was murdered. <laughs> we don't know, that's a, that's a later conspiracy theory. But yes, we've heard the most common conspiracy theories. Obviously everybody knows about JFK. One being he didn't act alone in killing him. He was in, con in conjunction with some organization like the CIA, the CIA or KGB or the mob, or even some people even said vice president LBJ because he wanted to be president mm. and there was that and then the other one was that not only was he in conjunction with someone else someone else actually shot JFK the same day or shot at him at least so both of those were the theories you're gonna hear the most yeah I did hear about that because I think I remember I watched a documentary about it um you know because Netflix is life and it was about how the ang the angular trajectory of the bullet did not match where he said he shot on the grassy knoll um they said that the the trajectory actually made it appear like the bullet came from like one of the higher up buildings and so that that to me and like um when you looked into this more saying that it was poorly investigated by the fbi and cia how the why the fuck would you like not go gun ho he was like noted as like one of the better presidents we've ever had like what <laughs> any president and he's the president i mean well, why would you not 
go full out into this and make sure the appropriate perpetrator was caught. I mean, I get it. You want to appease the public and be like, oh, we got the killer, even though we don't know he's the killer or not. Like, I get it, but like, y'all well, suck the people, ass. If the people investigating it are responsible for it, of course you're not going to investigate it that hard. That's but, why. <gasps> but yeah, then in 1979, a second committee found that he was likely assassinated through a conspiracy, but of course they basically just said that because they they said it was the most likely outcome, but they had really no evidence to say that was the outcome. But the famous film shows his head being moved a different direction than the bullet came from, which doesn't make any sense. Yes. Um, that threw me off so bad, too. You know why? It's because he knew about the aliens, <laughs> and they wanted to kill him for it. <laughs> they, didn't want, they didn't want him to send a second uh, craft to the moon. Exactly. He knew too much. They discovered aliens when they were on the moon. But yes, the... Most people say they heard four shots, and the video kind of shows four shots, so supposedly Oswald only had time to shoot three, or only did shoot three, so that's the big selling point of that, is that there couldn't have been just one shooter if four shots were fired. Well, and he was a marksman, but he had low, low, uh, I was going to say low marks as a marksman. <laughs> so he didn't, uh, he, that would have been hard to do, especially in a moving target. And obviously, after one shot, everything turns to chaos. So I would think that it would be a lot harder to keep your composure after one, much less after three shots. Exactly. But yeah, there was a famous movie that came out in the 90s called JFK, and that kind of made this all these conspiracy theories come out even more to the forefront. People started talking about them all again. And it's I don't think anybody's ever going to know the exact, uh, the exact motivation behind it or any of that. So... It's one of those theories we'll never know the true answer to because everybody involved is, is gone, so. If one of my listeners is the FBI or CIA, don't come after me, please. <laughs> I love you dearly, and I love this country, even though I hate the fucking president. Anyway, that about wraps up our time here on the True Thoughts Podcast. I want to say thank you to everyone who listened today, and Corey and I hope you all have a, a very happy Thanksgiving. Until next time, I'm your host, Ashley Noah, and my co-host, Corey Noah. Thanks for having me on. It was a lot of fun. Bye. Welcome one and all to another episode of the True Thoughts Podcast. I am your hostess with the mostest, Ashley Noel. And today I have the most lovely co-host with me, Corey Noel. Yes, that's me. I'm related <laughs> to this girl. Yes, related. You could just say, like, you're my husband, but whatever. Minor <laughs> um, uh, detail. Yeah, minor. I chose him as my co-host today because of the topic we're going to be discussing. He's a very logical person. And he loves to research things and make sure that what he's, you know, reading about or what he's learning is actually true. So I want to say thanks again to those who are listening to today's ramblings. But I promise that it will be a good one because we are diving into the mysterious, dark stories of conspiracy theories. As you can guess from that little interlude, our first topic is going to be about visitors from outer space. So, do you believe in aliens? You already know that I don't. I know, but they don't, and I have to ask. Damn it. Even though I watch all the movies, I don't believe in them. Okay, well, how... Okay, well, I don't understand how you can't believe... Okay, better put, do you believe in extraterrestrials? I... I'm not saying I don't believe in aliens. I don't believe that they've ever been here or that they're ever coming here. Okay, but you have to admit that 
in this vast galaxy of ours, we are not the only intelligent life forms in the entire galaxy. You have to admit that. Probably not. Ugh. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to discuss uh, one particular incident that everyone should know about, um, which is the Roswell, New Mexico visitation, or I don't even know, however you want to say that. Supposed visitation. Supposed visitation. So, in case you don't know the details, in the summer of 1947, a rancher discovered unidentifiable debris in his pasture outside of Roswell, New Mexico. Um, Officials from the local Air Force base said that it was like a crashed weather balloon. And in the next day, a newspaper article went out saying, RAAF captures flying saucer on ranch in Roswell region. And the very next day after that, the Air Force official claimed that the alleged flying saucer was only a crashed weather balloon. And so the people who actually saw the debris or the photographs of it were convinced that it was not a weather balloon. And they still believe to this day that the crashed vehicles had not come from like Earth at all. They argued that the debris in the field must have come from an alien spaceship. And so everyone's boasting about all these photos. So I went to La Google and found these photos and we're looking at them now. That does not look like an alien spaceship. (laughs) That looks like a weather balloon. It did in 1947, apparently. I mean, apparently, and like, I remember reading about more details about the photo, how it was like, oh, metal rods, and stiff materials. And I'm looking at this. <laughs> Do most people even know what a weather balloon looks like? So how would they even know the difference? I, I've seen more flying saucers than I've seen weather balloons. I mean, to th- <laughs> for someone to think that this flimsy ass material <laughs> was part of a spaceship, I'm just like, Okay, I get it. It was the 40s. You might have been doing some drugs, but come on. In the 60s. And drugs have always been around. They have always been around. Come on. <laughs> That's not one of our topics. And whatever it should be. Conspiracy. <laughs> but these pictures just look so dumb. And it's like, how can you... Oh, whatever. Anyway. So soon after the incident, the Air Force conducted a series of secret dummy drops over the air bases um, and the, the empty fields across New Mexico. And these experiments were meant to test ways a pilot could survive falls from high altitude. And they utilized dummies that suspiciously looked like extraterrestrials. Um, and, so, and then the Air Force would then practice extracting the fallen remains and dummies. This led to even more suspicions rising that the government was covering up the truth about Roswell landing by using these dummy drops. These people were convinced that the dummies were actually aliens who were being kidnapped and experimented on by government scientists. And now that's another photo I looked up, but it, it looked like an alien. But at the same time, I have to think, granted especially like today with who's in the White House, the government is not stupid enough to drop a dead alien that they experimented on in an empty field and then practice retrieving it. That's just, to think that they would do that is just, oh God, I hope not, because that just, uh, have, I don't have faith in the government. If, if they, they were going to do it, they wouldn't do it where anybody else could find it. Exactly. Or see it. I just, I don't follow that because... 
if the government has these aliens, you know, like I said, why would they do the dummy drops? Why would they risk that exposure? I think they use these dummy drops to supplement the original crash that occurred, which like stirred the public to begin with. Like, okay, so the alien crashed. Oh shit, we gotta actually pretend like we're doing these practice drops. And then that's when they start doing it. That's the only way I could see that fitting in to make it seem like a conspiracy theory. Well, and if these beings are technologically advanced enough to make it all the way here, why are they crashing? Exactly. <laughs> I think that if they made it this hundreds of millions of miles, I think they wouldn't crash. They're not used to our oxygen. Or get captured. <laughs> They're not used to our atmosphere. <laughs> Unless maybe it was a suicide mission, that's why. That would make more sense. Depression is real, y'all. Aliens can get <laughs> depressed. Um, to wrap up this theory... You know, I do believe that aliens exist, but I don't think they want anything to do with us except for experiments because we're not that smart. <laughs> so why would they need us? Yeah, they're not going to come here to for us to experiment on them. It's going to be going to be around. <laughs> exactly. Moving on to our next theory, it's still space related, and this is whether or not the moon landing actually happened. Now, I think this is just utterly ridiculous to say that one of the biggest events in our country's history is a hoax just completely blows my mind <laughs> and after as she was doing that introduction of me being so logical and everything i was thinking about when we got to this topic because for some reason i think this is actually possible that we never <laughs> landed on the moon mainly because i know how horrible our technology was back then so i'm thinking we could barely even have flights and drive across country so how are we going to the moon so we all know that the moon landing took place on july 20th 1969 which is when we immortalized the quote it all started with president kennedy's challenge to put a man on the moon before the era of the 1960s was over um so on July 20th, 1969, uh, Apollo 11 astronauts Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and Michael Collins met the challenge by being the first humans to walk on the moon. Um, and I, growing up, you know, you're told this story and whatnot, and it's one thing to hear it, but to actually be there to experience it, I'm not saying I was alive. <laughs> in 1969 but Corey and I we actually took a trip to Houston and when we were there we visited NASA which, which is um what what was the room called oh mission control mission control yeah it that got was to sit in the room where they launched the Apollo I cried a little bit and he doesn't want to admit it but he got a little teary-eyed <laughs> a tear didn't roll down his face but I saw that shit about the break it was a very emotional moment and it was so weird for that to be emotional like that but um I mean, I guess that's just, that's just something you have to experience. But um, anyway, so the theories behind the moon landing were that it was faked by NASA um, and the American government as part of the Cold War to raise national pride and one of the arch rival Soviet Union, which landed in, which actually landed an unmanned craft called the Luna 2 on um, the moon on September 13th, 1959. So 10 years before we got there, the Russians landed um, the Luna 2 mission on the moon. Um, and so that's really why, 
you know, America, or not America, but the president was like, oh, we need to be the first. It's the space race. We need to get to the moon. I can't do the Kennedy impersonation. I'm sorry. I'm, I can't. I can only do like an Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonation. Anyway, an early promoter of this conspiracy was um, actually Fox Television Network, because you know they're so reliable on their information, which aired, uh, they aired a documentary style film in 2001 called Conspiracy Theory, Did We Land on the Moon? And this film presented so-called evidence of deception, including photos showing no stars in the lunar sky and the American flag so-called rippling on the moon, despite the fact that there's no air or wind. And so that's what pe- that's mainly what people freaked out about was the flag. But you have to, you have to you have to think about it in a scientific point of view. When you're up in space, there's no oxygen, there's no air, there's no wind. That means you literally have to morph objects. In, in order to just like un, unfrail like the flag so like they had to roll open the flag put it on the pole and so yeah like when you're moving things it would move into one position it would stop it would move into a different position and it would stop so it's not going to be like perfect crisp like straight ironed out no wrinkles i mean it's gonna have like bends and creases and people just thought oh that that's the wind oh my god so we couldn't have color TV, but we could have someone on the moon in 1969. Science. <laughs> but no, I guess the fact that the Soviets also had landed crafts on the moon and we landed crafts on the moon makes it a little more plausible because if the crafts could get there, then obviously people could get there. Exactly. So unless you're disputing that anything has ever been on the moon, man-made ever, then I don't see how you could think that this never happened. Exactly. And we're looking at a photo right now that they're talking about there are no stars in the sky. And... This would honestly make me think that it was fake. I mean, that's kind of weird that there are no stars. And so I did some research on that. And apparently, so the astronauts, once they were in space, in order to take appropriate, in order to take good photos, they had to use a fast exposure time, um, which gave them a good picture of the bright earth or the lunar surface, but it also meant there would be no stars in the picture. Um, because they're kind of dim. And so when you're taking a photo that's fast exposure, it's not going to capture a bunch of different light. Um, it's good to give a good quality photograph in kind of like a dark setting. So it's not going to show those little bits of stars. I mean, take your cell phone out later tonight and go take a picture of the sky. You're not going to see any stars. It's basically the same concept. Yeah, I mean, just I think the basic thing is just how bad the technology was then. The computers were the size of our homes, and uh, yeah. now we have so much more technology, and we haven't really made any much progress beyond landing on the moon. So I think that's what people don't understand, is how come we landed on the moon 50 years ago, and we really haven't done anything else since then that's that significant. Yes, defend the crazy. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> But another reason people thought it was fake, um, a rumor that was going around was um, that the famous film director, uh, a famous film director of the time, Stanley Kubrick, was the creative mastermind behind the fake footage of the landing. Um, He was an American film director, screenwriter, and producer, and he's actually still frequently cited as one of the greatest and most influential um, directors in cinematic history. And what made people... I mean, so originally when the conspiracy theory first came out, they thought he had done it. Okay, whatever. But in more recent years, in 2015, a video was published showing Kubrick confessing to have helped NASA 
fake the Apollo program moon landings, but that video was proven to be a hoax. But nevertheless, it still caused people to question the moon landing yet again and to just kind of dig up all that stuff. So to an extent, I can see why people would think it's a hoax, but to me, I, just, I can't jump on that runaway train. Well, if I had to choose, I would obviously say that we've been to the moon mainly because it would be impossible to keep everyone quiet for this long. Somebody would have come out and said, oh yeah, that wasn't real. We didn't do it. But I do find it especially odd that in spite of all our technological advancements, we still can't make it to Mars or Venus 50 years later. Our cell phones are fancier technology than the computers they used to get to the moon. So we should have a colony on the planet by now with that, uh, with that technology. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. And for our final conspiracy theory, we say the best, or I guess you could say it's the worst for last. It is the JFK assassination. For the longest time, actually, I didn't know this was a conspiracy theory, but apparently um, the results of a, sur of a survey conducted in t um, 2013, 51% of Americans believe that there was a conspiracy behind the assassination of President Kennedy and who was really behind it all. Well, I actually read a stat that said that's the lowest that number's ever been. It used to be like 70, 80% of people thought uh. it was a conspiracy. But basically, obviously everybody knows the background, but President John F. Kennedy was assassinated on November 22nd, 1963 here in Dallas while riding in a presidential motorcade. Lee Harvey Oswald, who was a former Marine, was charged with the killing and then he was shot two days later before they were able to really get any information from him in the interrogation. And they did some several reports on it over the last 40, 50 years, but the Warren Commission was the most famous one. It came out and said that Oswald acted alone in killing him and that the guy who killed Oswald, which was Jack Ruby, acted alone in killing him, so. What was his reasoning behind killing him? Did you? No, they didn't. I mean, that was, he died in prison, so they, he didn't get, most of that information didn't get out either, but that's the problem with, uh, that's why people find all that so suspicious. Like, people don't just kill people for no reason. Typically, there's gotta be some kind of motivation. He died in prison? <laughs> was he shanked? I don't, uh, I don't remember. I think he was, was murdered. <laughs> we don't know. That's a, that's a later conspiracy theory. But yes, we've heard the most common conspiracy theories. Obviously, everybody knows about JFK. One being he didn't act alone in killing him. He was in, con in conjunction with some organization like the CIA, the CIA or KGB or the mob. Or even some people even said vice president. LBJ because he wanted to be president mm. and there was that and then the other one was that not only was he in conjunction with someone else someone else actually shot JFK the same day or shot at him at least so both of those were the theories you're gonna hear the most yeah I did hear about that because I think I remember I watched a documentary about it um you know because Netflix is life <laughs> and it was about how the ang the angular trajectory of the bullet did not match where he said he shot on the grassy knoll um they said that the the trajectory actually made it appear like the bullet came from like one of the higher up buildings and so that that to me and like um when you looked into this more saying that it was poorly investigated by the fbi and cia how the why the fuck would you like not go gun ho he was like noted as like one of the better presidents we've ever had like what <laughs> any president and he's the president i mean well, why would you not 
go full out into this and make sure the appropriate perpetrator was caught. I mean, I get it. You want to appease the public and be like, oh, we got the killer, even though we don't know he's the killer or not. Like, I get it, but like, y'all well, suck the people, ass. If the people investigating it are responsible for it, of course you're not going to investigate it that hard. That's but, why. <gasps> but yeah, then in 1979, a second committee found that he was likely assassinated through a conspiracy, but of course they basically just said that because they they said it was the most likely outcome, but they had really no evidence to say that was the outcome. But the famous film shows his head being moved a different direction than the bullet came from, which doesn't make any sense. Yes. Um, that threw me off so bad, too. You know why? It's because he knew about the aliens, <laughs> and they wanted to kill him for it. <laughs> they, didn't want, they didn't want him to send a second uh, craft to the moon. Exactly. He knew too much. They discovered aliens when they were on the moon. But yes, the... Most people say they heard four shots, and the video kind of shows four shots. So, supposedly Oswald only had time to shoot three, or only did shoot three. So that's the big selling point of that: is that there couldn't have been just one shooter if four shots were fired. Well, and he was a marksman, but he had low, low. Uh, I was gonna say low marks as a marksman. <laughs> so he didn't, uh, he, that would have been hard to do, especially in a moving target. And obviously, after one shot, everything turns to chaos. So we think that it would be a lot harder to keep your composure after one, much less after three shots. Exactly. But yeah, there was a famous movie that came out in the 90s called JFK, and that kind of made this all these conspiracy theories come out even more to the forefront. People started talking about them all again. And it's, I don't think anybody's ever going to know the exact, uh, the exact motivation behind it or any of that. So... It's one of those theories we'll never know the true answer to because everybody involved is, is gone, so. If one of my listeners is the FBI or CIA, don't come after me, please. <laughs> I love you dearly, and I love this country, even though I hate the fucking president. Anyway, that about wraps up our time here on the True Thoughts Podcast. I want to say thank you to everyone who listened today, and Corey and I hope you all have a, a very happy Thanksgiving. Until next time, I'm your host, Ashley Noah, and my co-host, Corey Noah. Thanks for having me on. It was a lot of fun. Bye.